What if you were able to sit down for lunch with some of the greatest leaders in the world? What would you ask? What would they say? Welcome to the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where you're invited to join us in learning the spiritual principles behind big success. Here's your host, Mike Lynch. We all need a little bit of coaching in life, don't we? We all need those points where we have somebody that helps us see where we are and gets us where we need to be. That's what we're going to be doing on this episode of Lynch with a Leader. If I've never met you before, my name is Mike. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 166 of this podcast, where we help you be the leader that you were created to be in the spaces and places that God has put you. Today, we get to sit down with a coach's coach. He's a gentleman that has spent years and years in college basketball, uh, served as the head basketball coach at the University of Arkansas Women, uh, where he worked an NCAA tournament appearance. He also had coaching stints at Sacramento State, App State, University of Kentucky, Arkansas Little Rock, Oklahoma State. But then he's been three years as an NBA scout, but then joined ESPN in the mid-1990s and has become one of the leading voices of men's college basketball. With March Madness going on, I thought he would be the perfect guest. He has a brand new podcast called Coach Me Up, and we're going to talk about coaching. We're going to talk about areas in our lives that we need to get work, and uh, man, there is nobody better than Coach Jimmy Dykes. His book that we talked about last time, The Film Doesn't Lie, is one of the classics. He is a sought-after motivational speaker, incredible leader of leaders, bright mind, sharp focus, and I'm telling you, he is on point with life. So I don't know where you're listening from today, but I want you to pull up a chair, and I want you to listen to Coach Jimmy Dykes coach you up and coach me up over these next few minutes. Hope you enjoy. Well, Coach Dykes, thank you so much for joining me again on Lynch with a Leader. It's an honor to have you. Hey, Mike, it's always good to always good to visit with you. I appreciate you asking me. I look forward to spending some time with you, and hopefully uh, you'll learn a little bit from me, and I'll learn a little bit from you. Is that well, a good deal? Yeah. That you're going to get... You will get less, but yes, we can, we can see if that can happen. You'll definitely get less. So coaching is a big deal to you. You have a background. In fact, you've been on here before and we talked a lot about your coaching. You have a heart for coaches. You made a statement in our last podcast. I've repeated the statement a thousand times. I asked you the difference between great coaches and average coaches. And you said every coach can see the problem, but only the great ones know how to fix it. So. I want to unpack that. We didn't really get a chance to unpack that before. How would you define a great coach? What, what in your vantage point, now you're an ESPN analyst, you're going in and out of some of the greatest arenas in America and college basketball. What makes a great coach? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, from the world standpoint, they're going to say, has he won a national championship? How many final fours? How many college football playoffs are they pinned in? How many trips to the World Series? Uh, that's, that's how the world judges great coaches. And, and, and that has to factor in. I understand that. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, uh, great coaches right now that are out there, and I can start listing them off. 
they have a lot of things in common, Mike. Uh, I think they have that daily discipline mm. of holding themselves and their program to a standard, and they will not waver from it. Um, backing away from that, softening their stance on certain areas of their profession is not even an option. And I, that takes tremendous discipline as a person. I think it takes tremendous belief, almost stubbornness, and how I'm doing it is the right way to do it, and I will not waver. And the great coaches that are out there, I know they have that in common. Uh, they will not waver on those big issues that they know are the foundations of their program. Uh, I think they are, uh, I think they keep it real with the people around them. I think they keep it real with their staff. I keep, they keep it real with their team. They, and they keep it real with themselves. Mm. And there's, there's no, there's no agenda. There's no uh, conversation that takes place. That's not spoken uh, out of love. It's spoken out of truth and they're not afraid to hold people accountable. So I think that's what the, 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 the difference is between the, the good ones and the great ones. Uh, most coaches, 90% of the coaches that are at the college level, they understand what I just said. The difference yeah. is, are they doing it on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis as an individual? And then are they able to hold others around with that same standard? I love that. And I love that answer, especially the last part. I think every coach would go 100%. That's what I'm about. But not every coach does it. Why is it hard to live at that level that you just named of what makes a great coach? Why does it, it's like the atmosphere. Why does it thin to those guys that have the discipline to live it out? Why, why do you think it's so hard to do that? Yeah, well, well you, you, you've kind of answered the question yourself because it's hard. Mm. I mean, because it's really, really hard. And if you don't have a, uh, a standard, a moral compass, a true north in your own life, it's impossible uh, to stay on your path every day as that leader, but it's 10 times more difficult to lead others with you. Mm. Uh, and uh, those, those guys and gals out there that are knocking out of the park, not just as coaches, but uh, leaders of companies leaving their own home as a, as, as a dad, uh, I think they have understood the importance of having an uncommon discipline and uncommon resilience and uncommon dedication that I've got one shot at my life and I'm going to run that race as hard as I can, the best that I can every single day. Uh, and, and they don't give in to the voice. They don't give in to the temptation that says it's, it's okay to take off, mm. uh, uh, in, in this area of your life. They don't take off. You talk to guys that, that, that cover the next savings of the world and, uh, the, the, the great, the, the great ones out there right now, uh, they will all tell you the same thing. There's not even an option in their day, to, to back away from the standard that they're going to hold their program to. How quickly do you sense it? So now you, you go in and get to see it from the other side of the table. You are the, the benches are on your right and left. You're facing the, you're facing the court. You've done your pregame. You've done your locker room stuff with them. You've done the preseason media days with them. How quickly 
because you've been in coaching, you've been in play. How quickly do you pick up on these kind of coaches? Yeah, pretty quick because I think there's a every practice is going to look different, but it's also going to look the same. Uh, if it's if if we're talking about a high high level program, uh, and it doesn't matter what sport. I, mean, I had a conversation this morning with the head head coach of the University of Kentucky cheerleaders. And that program's won more national titles, 24, I believe, than any program out there. And I've been in their practice. Uh, I was invited to speak to their team. Practice had the same look, the same sound, the same feel as any great basketball practice I've ever been in. Mm. I mean, there, there's an energy. There's a truth spoken with the right tone, with the right uh, accountability when correction's being made. There's a, there's a spirit of, of willing listeners when the coach speaks. Uh, there's player-to-player uh, -player accountability. It's not just the coach that's leading everyone. Those mm -hmm. players are leading each other as well, and they're holding each other accountable as well. And that's what goes on in all of those high, high-level practices. Uh, they might be working on different things, but there's just a common theme, Mike, and, and a common feel uh, and, a, and a personality and really an inner strength about how they go about how they do their day. Mm. Uh, and that's, it jumps out at me now after 25 years in the business, watching all the practices that I've watched, it jumps out at me pretty quickly. Uh, what programs have that inner strength and inner confidence, uh, about how they do it and, and what ones are still searching for it. If you went back into coaching, you've you've now you've played it, you've coached it, you've gone into the other side of it, and now you have a great podcast. We'll talk about here in a second. Um, the Coach Me Up podcast was just so good. You're talking to coaches about coaching and about life and about their their journeys. What would change about you now as a coach than maybe? how you coached, what would be different from some of the lessons you've learned and some of the people you've rubbed up against that you might do some things different? What would you say? Yeah, I would say balance. That word balance is really a hard one. And I'm not going to say that I, that I was out of balance, but I know how much when I coached, it consumes you as a coach. Mm. Every coach listening right now understands that word consume because it absolutely consumes you. And I would be way more intentional about the the uh, cutting down on the hours in the office where you're just there to be there and be much more intentional about structuring my day to make sure I'm taking care of myself first and my family. Uh, not that I neglected them, but I would have greater emphasis on those two things than I did when I was uh, the last time I was coaching. I think every coach struggles with it, but there, there's more and more guys that are winning national championships, having uh, tremendous careers that have that balance portion uh, in much better balance than most coaches did 10 years ago. And I see a lot of coaches in season getting into the office at 10, 30 or 11 in the morning because they've had their quiet time. They've worked out. They've spent time with their kids and their wife at home. They're organized when they get to the office, they meet uh, with their staff. They take time to eat lunch together. Then they practice, they review practice and they get out of there and they keep mm -hmm. their energy up. They, they, they keep their positive spin up, uh, but at the same time, they're, they're keeping their standard of what that program should stand for uh, in a non-negotiable area. So I think that word balance uh, would be much more prevalent with me if I, if I ever went back into it. 
you know, and I know faith is a huge deal to you. Your last book that you wrote, your film does it live. So good. It's a classic uh, for, for leaders, for men, especially to read. How much can faith play into making somebody a great coach? How much, if somebody really lived out, and I even heard you on your podcast, you were talking to Rick Barnes and you said, you know, as a person of the way, which is the way Christ followers were called back in the the post-Jesus days, people of the way. If our faith really was played out, why do you think that would play in so well to making us a great coach, a person that wears that hat? Well, because of all the all the lessons that the Bible teaches us uh, as a follower of the way that we need to exemplify uh, in our life, they all play out as in, in for all of us, but just just take any lesson in the Bible on uh, on from from humility to to forgiveness to how to love one another to how to speak truth to one another how to handle conflict how to go to a brother when things aren't right all those things come into play as a coach and they come into play probably multiple times a day and again if you're if if you're wandering through life and you don't have a, a a true indicator of how you're supposed to go about handling situations, adversity, trusting God when it doesn't go your way, believe that he knew trials were going to come before they ever came to you. Nothing catches him by surprise. Man, it takes a great deal of pressure off of you as a coach to know that God knew God knew this season was going to happen. God mm-hmm. knew these injuries were going to happen. Whatever the scenario is, nothing catches uh, my Lord and Savior by surprise. I think it brings a lot of comfort and confidence to a coach knowing that I don't like this, mm. but I've got this because I know that he's always with me. So as a, as a, as a coach that is a believer, uh, you are missing out on the power of God in your life. If you're not plugging those lessons in and really utilizing them day to day, how you run your program. You know, on your podcast, you're talking to so many great coaches. What are some lessons you and Chris Burke have learned together from some of your guests that you're like, man, this was such a great takeaway for me from, we were talking earlier about really, these are selfish for me because even if nobody listened in, I'm better for the time I got to spend with you or spend with whatever leader I got to spend that time with. What are some lessons you've picked up from some of the folks you've talked to on the top um, on your coach me up podcast that you say, man, I'm a better person for meeting this coach who I knew who they were that really never dug down in the engine room of their lives. What are some of the lessons you've picked up from others? Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the title, the coach me up podcast is exactly that we want to be coached up, uh, in life application things, but mm. certainly spiritually, we, we will be coached up by people that are experts or they've, they've, they've gone through situations that we think can help not only Chris and I, but, but, but all of our listeners. So and you start back with, uh, you know, the authentic um, conversation we had with Reese Davis before football started. He's, you know, he's probably the voice of college football yep. because of his college game day stuff, but just how his faith and his daily choices um, when he went through a difficult time with his, with his son on a, on a baseball field, and a life verse that his family came up with. Uh, that's, 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 that's real life. That's real stuff. When you, when you're hit, when you're hit with a hard situation and you have a scripture that you cling to, like Reese did with his family, 
that made a major impact on me. David Pollack was was so good about um, the accountability that he holds mm-hmm. himself to, and and the accountability that that he has with with uh, with his coworkers and just who he is mm-hmm. as a dad and as a husband and how and how Jesus has impacted his life. And he you know he, he breaks his neck in the second year of an NFL career, and everything he had worked for vanished. And he said it was the greatest thing that ever happened to him because it got him completely dependent upon uh, his walk with Jesus. Now that's changed his life. Our conversation with Rick Barnes was uh, Rick didn't hold back. I mean, I think it's resonated with a lot of men. They're just kind of coasting through their life. They're coasting through their spiritual walk with God. They're not growing. They're not, they're not prospering. They're kind of living a fake life. Uh, with their with their pursuit of God, and Rick was was tremendous on that. Uh, Patrick Young, uh, up and coming mm-hmm. basketball analyst, was paralyzed right now uh, from a car wreck. But his joy, his belief that God has him, God's going to prosper him, that 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 God has good things for him. It was it was so real and so uncommon to see joy from someone who's going through a trial, and is a great lesson to us because normally. Folks have a lot of joy when they're at, when when they they can look back on the trial. Yep. This guy's in the middle of a fire. He's in the mm. middle of a trial, and his joy just resonates. So, man, we're learning a lot. And uh, like your podcast, you never you just never know where where all it's reaching. But you know, we've always we we always have uh, guys tracking our producer like you. But we're being heard already in twelve or thirteen different countries out there, and just trusting God to use our conversations with people on our Coach Me Up podcast to impact his kingdom. That's all we care about. You know, you, you have an incredible platform coach. You, God is, God is using you in great ways. Number one, you're very, very good in your profession, but you have a bigger mission. You have a bigger mission than calling a game. You have a bigger mission than just showing up and having a title in front of your name. What's the biggest spiritual battles that you face as a leader that you might not have seen coming? You know, you you thought, well, gosh, I mean, I'm I'm doing this; it all should go easy. What are spiritual battles that you have to walk through while you're trying to use your platform to make a difference for Christ? Yeah, Mike, the same ones as everybody else, man. That I, I wake up if I'm not careful, my mind can start running towards worry and anxiety and fear and and what if and doubt and is this going to work out? And I hear all the same voices as everybody else. That's good. Uh, but I'm, but I'm learning. Um, in one of our, our recent podcasts, we talked about, uh, talking to yourself instead of listening to yourself. Mm. And what are you saying about a situation and what are you saying to yourself, uh, when different trials and tests come up? So, uh, I mean, I'm just a, a common guy like everybody else that happens to have a very cool job that has <laughs> given me a, a really big platform. Uh, so I'm trying to use it to the best of my ability to just encourage people to stop and and and, and really think about eternity and 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 how our life here on on this earth is going to impact that. So uh, that's why, like you on your podcast, you learn more hosting the podcast than than probably any listener out there because you have to prepare a little bit, you dig in, and you get taught, you know, one on one in a one on one conversation and. Uh, man, I'm the same way. I'm constantly learning, constantly trying to lead my home better, uh, constantly trying to lead myself better. I think that the, the, the toughest person to lead in life is yourself. Yeah. 
And I'm learning that uh, over the last couple of years, the importance of how I coach myself on a day-to-day basis. You get to put on a, you wear a, you wear an outfit that takes you into these, into these arenas. How do you keep your faith out in front? So the average listener we've got, they're not in full-time ministry. They're coaches, they're business leaders, they're CEOs, they're principals, they're district attorneys, they're, they're people in the, in the marketplace. Every Monday, uh, we were talking about college baseball coach, pro baseball scout Bible study. I have a guy, he's a pro scout. He's been in it 30 years. He leans into our little zoom screens every Monday and says to the guys, guys, don't forget, you may look like a college baseball co- coach today, but you're a minister in disguise. How do you keep that in the forefront of your mind and not getting lost in what you do, but remembering the why behind why you do what you do? How for you as a leader who've been given who's been given a great platform, how do you keep that in the forefront of your mind that I'm here for a bigger reason? This is all about a bigger calling for me. Yeah, as Rocket makes an appearance on your podcast here in my lap. Uh, <laughs> say, hi, say hi, buddy, to everybody. What's up, Rocket? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I realize God can take my platform away in the blink of an eye. Mm. So I don't take my platform lightly at all. I try to use it the best that I can. Uh, how does that show up in the workplace? I, I, the importance of how we treat people. I don't care if you're an ESPN analyst or a school teacher or any, any, any professional walk about there, out there. Uh, we were told very clearly to love one another. Mm. Uh, it's one of Jesus last uh, commandments to us and just how we treat people on a day-to-day basis is huge. It's huge. And so for me, when I walk into an arena, I know there's eyes on me. And, but so I put my guard up to make sure I'm trying, I, I could be going on four hours sleep and, flew in the, the, the day of the game for a night game after two games in a row. And I can come up with all kinds of excuses to be short with someone or uh, n- not treat someone with kindness. And I'm learning the importance of it does not matter. It does not matter. You, uh, eyes are on you. You're, you say you're a follower of Jesus, then you should look different mm. um, when people really kind of study you. So I miss on that mark more than I wish I would, but I'm learning the importance of, uh, as a follower of Jesus, what, what does that look like in my daily life and in my workplace? The best, the biggest place it shows up is just very simply, how do I treat people? How kind I am to them. And that, that's, that's a challenge for everyone in our walk of life. I, I think that's a, I think it's a really, really big deal. What's the biggest area? And I love what you do on your podcast. You ask, you know, coach me up. You'll, you'll tell your guests, coach me up in this. What's the biggest area of your life that Jesus is coaching you up as you spend time in his word and you spend time trying to grow your faith and strengthen your faith? What are your areas that he's stretching you most in and coaching you most up in? Uh, Probably the last year it's been um, how impactful our words are Mm -hmm. and what we are, what we're saying uh, to others, how we're saying it to others, uh, what we're saying to ourselves. Do we know God's promises well enough to, uh, have them memorized to say those things and speak those things out loud when the enemy tries to lie to us and drag us down a path that is an absolute lie and it's not truth, but we buy into it 
if we don't have words to combat it. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how Jesus combated the enemy himself. It wasn't with a sword. It was with, it was with God's promises. And I'm learning the importance of that. I wish I was better at it. But to answer your question, that's exactly where it is with me, is the impact of our words with others and the impact of, of our words, uh, what we say to ourselves. And I, I'm, I'm still a work in progress in that area, but I'm learning. Good, good stuff. You know, when you meet with some people, they just have that gift. Coach Jikes has that gift. And I don't even know what it is, but he has it. And he is just such a pleasure to spend time with, such a pleasure to listen to. And I'm just thankful that in this marketplace and in places like ESPN, there are men like him that are walking in locker rooms. They're sitting down over dinner with some of the leading coaches in the world. And, man, we know that he's leading with his faith out in front. And I hope you'll enjoy his podcast, Coach Me Up, which is so, so good. Well, if you have enjoyed this episode, man, go stop, leave a rating and review. It truly does help others find their way to this podcast. And our goal is to raise the spiritual temperature of leaders across America. Well, in our next episode, you get to meet one of my favorite people in the out there in, in the world, and his name is Coach Gary Gilmore. He's known across college baseball as Gilly. He's one of the good guys. He led his team at Coastal Carolina University to a World Series champion, to a NCAA championship a few years ago. And there is nobody better than Gilly. You are going to love his episode. So thanks again for joining me today. It will be releasing again next Monday. So I hope you make plans on downloading and sharing with your friends. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Lynch with a Leader podcast with your host, Mike Lynch. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help more people hear it by subscribing and leaving a review wherever you may be listening. For full episode notes and more spiritual leadership resources, visit MikeLynch.com.